lovely listeners and welcome to k1 queens the 90-day podcast my name is alexa and i am here with my fellow queens asmari kaya and sarah and today will be our fifth episode and we will be talking about season seven uh happily ever after episode five right (laughs) (laughs) episode five episode five titled complicated so 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 sorry for last week um if you are a loyal follower of us um, our partners shout out to our husbands (laughs) Um, boyfriend (laughs) i'm not married So if uh, if you actually listen to our podcast and you know follow when we post, you will notice that we did not have an episode. We- <laughs> I'm so sorry. The dog is barking in the background. Oh, anyway, we didn't have an episode last week. We're really sorry about it. We tried, we tried a new software. It didn't work. Um, but now we're on a new software. We're on a new software, so hopefully this works. Um, but just so that you know, we did spend several hours recording last week, and we thought everything was fine until it wasn't. Um, and we realized (laughs) we wasted our time, but that's okay. This week's episode will definitely make up for last week. Um, it is packed with lots of of tea and laughs and hot takes so um also (laughs) before we get started please 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 follow us on social media uh we have twitter uh tiktok and instagram and uh you can follow us at our uh tag is k the letter k one queens queens spelled k-w-e-e-n-s So please, please follow us. Okay, so let's start with our 90-day tea and social media posts that that we saw this past week. Uh, So I'm sure you all know that the Silva Twins celebrated their 48th birthday a couple of weeks ago. Uh, Yes, we, we were all a little bit shook to find out that they are 48. Um, because they, they don't look, look a so day beautiful. over. They don't, look, they don't look a day over forty-seven, and um, <laughs> <laughs> um, we love them, and we hope that they had a wonderful birthday. Um, we shouted them out on our Instagram and tagged them, so hopefully they saw uh, the K ones, K one queens supporting them and wishing them the best. <laughs> Sure. <laughs> Sarah, what do you have this week? I don't really know how to top. What's such an illustrious opening. Um, but I will say that this week on Instagram, we saw that Miona from Miona and Jabri, um, a.k.a. Spockles, 
as well as Thais from Thais and Patrick, both got new vehicles. So Miona is clearly doing very, very well with her hair extension business. And she has just bought herself a Porsche Cayenne, I believe, like the mom car of the Porsches. And or well, Porsche. let's, let's let's say that let's say the the word bought is used loosely here. This could be a lease. This could be a lease. Yes. This could be absolutely a lease. Okay. (laughs) I am wishing prosperity over these couples. Okay. So if, if it is a leasing situation, oh, well, I don't think Patrick's was a lease though. So Patrick surprised Thais who was expecting, I think she is going to, I think she said to give birth in about a month or two. She just got a black Tesla to compliment Patrick's white Tesla. So that was very sweet. Um, On the caption, we saw a lot of the other 90 day cast members, you know, wish her the best and all of that and congratulate her. I don't think Patrick's was a lease. He does not give lease vibes. Jabri does. I don't know. Oh, it's funny you bring up Miona's business because actually this morning I was on the website and I was looking into buying some weave from her, that ponytail. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and it's not that bad. Well, it's like $49. This I'm like, is you know, why Miona has a support small business. <laughs> this is why Miona has a porch. Sorry. Okay, wait, Asmari. How many inches was the weave though? Like, I want to know, like. Uh, I believe 28. Wow, I think they're 28. Decent. Oh, so it's wavy, straight, and then a braid. And it comes in different Ooh. hair colors. <laughs> I was really looking into it. I was bowing this morning. As someone, I was like, let me support our girl. As someone who has recently gotten way too into wigs, we all know. Um, I, as someone who's gotten way too into wigs lately, I will say, I have also peeped Miona's website. And shockingly, she actually has quite the amount of loyal followers. Like, she has people who were like, this hair is so good. Like, the highest quality. So, I don't know. Miona came to America and got cooking. Like that girl, you know, she is just working. So I appreciate it. Yeah. I'll take one for the team. I'll order one. I'll do some looks. Maybe we can post it on our Instagram. We'll do a review. Yeah. And then we can all (laughs) them. Yeah. Alrighty. (laughs) Moving on. So. As we've talked about before, Eve and Mohammed, um, last time we talked about them, there were domestic assault allegations <laughs> against Eve, allegedly, for um, messing with Mohammed. But we don't know if that's true or not, because it was all an audio recording. But since then, Eve has officially filed for divorce for Mohammed. So I know this is kind of a conversation we had a little bit back and forth a couple weeks ago about how we didn't know where they were at with the visa process. So we don't know how this is going to impact um, him being able to stay in the U.S. So I guess we'll just have to see how how that goes. I have a feeling he's going to be sent packing. But we thought- <laughs> <laughs> I have a dream he's going to be sent packing. <laughs> dream. <laughs> we'll see what we don't i don't know if we ever found out what happened with the domestic assault allegations or charges so if that is going to impact him in a positive way for his visa i don't know i was gonna say i thought they were dropped actually oh okay yeah i wasn't sure he's out of here basically he's out of here that's like i don't want to be canceled yeah i don't want to be canceled because it'll be like the anti-me too movement but 
honestly like fuck Mohammed, like for a million reasons so i mean i don't want to say i never believed him but we all saw a lot of plot as to why we wouldn't um but it's fine he oh yeah he is sleeping in the bed that he made I feel like we should like have like a scale of like the scammer versus like true love scale and we should just kind of like rate (laughs) the different people that we've seen that were like for sure scammer or like no this is more true love but yeah he definitely was giving a scammer vibe so we'll see what happens and he's gonna be sent back in for sure yeah all right so I'm so excited to talk about this, guys, um, because I know that Sarah doesn't know about Paul and Karini. And I feel like this is like the OG 90 Day Couple. Like, I remember watching Paul and Karini, like, in our college apartment with Alexa. So let me give you some context, Sarah, because I think that this is going to be, I hope, one of your favorite 90 Day uh, (laughs) franchise couples ever as we, you know, sort of move through this. So basically, Paul, I think he was, like, maybe in his the early 30s when he started dating Karini who was like a fresh 21 um, in Brazil red flag immediately immediate red flag immediate red flag now I also want to point out that uh, Paul has uh, arson charges for burning down his or I think it's like his ex-girlfriend's like home or burning down his a home for the insurance claim I want to say there was a no, lot about that. Was, okay, I think it was he burned his own home for the insurance. It was his own home. And then, but he also had a restraining order from his ex as well. Correct. Um, and he's just been like a, he's been a bit of a predator, um, at least on Reddit. Like it's been circulating that like he had had like relationships with like much younger women. And like Karini was just like the last in a long line um, of these. Yeah. women and so he get, and this is like all before he gets to brazil right so like i'm not even talking about some of the frankly iconic uh moments and like the paul and karini like saga so let me just give you like a 30 second summary so he gets to brazil and he's like terrified of everything right because he's like having to go like by a little plane like a boat like to get to her like remote brazilian village like very remote no, but like, literally very gone like <laughs> okay it, yeah and, okay yes <laughs> and so he brings like all of this like military like grade like equipment like he brought like a penis sheath to like cover his yeah yes in the water um because as he called it there was like poop water in brazil and he so was he got, a, a parasite was gonna swim into his urethra correct that's not a completely uh. illegitimate <laughs> fear though is it i don't know okay continue <laughs> Okay. (laughs) Okay. So then he gets to the village. Like, Karini doesn't really speak any English. Paul doesn't really speak, like, any um, Portuguese. 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 And honestly, it was just, like, tragic to watch. Like, they were just, like, sort of making, like, silly faces at each other. And then Paul asked um, if Karini could stay in a hotel with him, like, her dad, right? And he, like, does, like, the classic, like, like, in front of her father, mind you. No, 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 no. That wasn't. No, no, no. He did this, but 
It wasn't about the sex. He did this. You're right. He wasn't okay. proposing. You're right. Okay, for our listeners, this, for our listeners, they are they are making a circle with one hand while inserting a penis with their their pointer finger of the other which is hand, universal for which something is the else. Universal sex right. symbol. Right. You're right. That comes later. Um, and so, so Paul basically, so like they don't speak any English, and so like then like Paul basically like tells her about his criminal history which includes the arson he's freaking out he's like i'm not good for you and then he runs away in like Brazil. runs away like <laughs> runs away in the woods into the woods <laughs> into the rainforest and so while they're looking for paul as he's like run off in the brazilian rainforest like the producers are like where the fuck is he producers. and you know that if you see the producers there's gonna like shit's going down right so like you see the tlc producers calling her and they're like paul paul and then they, you see them filming karini and so then a man comes up behind her with a motherfucking machete like a machete knife and takes her cell phone robs her the cell, robs her on, on camera, camera. <laughs> And all the while, it's wild. No. Paul is still in the woods. <laughs> so wait. Oh, and then there, then you hear gunshots, and you think that he literally died. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But then he came oh. out. I think. But then yeah. he came out, and he's like, "Oh my god!" Like I didn't know he was like so contrite about it. It was so funny. And then he's like, "Yeah, like I didn't know Cree was gonna get robbed." Um, <laughs> But yeah, Paul has this thing where he like gets overwhelmed and like runs away, like literally. Like, that's like he literally thing. runs away. Like he every every season that he's been on, he's had a moment where he runs away. That's like yeah. a very Forrest Gump reaction, but okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. definitely and look so, him up. Yeah, look him up. Um, there's a lot of tea on Paul and Karini, but the big thing is that they actually lost visitation of their kids. Um, and so actually like Paul's mom was like declared like unfit to be a parent. Paul like kidnapped Pierre across state lines. This is maybe like six months to a year. Okay, ago. okay, okay, okay. Um, Let back it up. <laughs> I'm sorry for everyone, for the listeners who may know this. You jumped from this man being in the woods in Brazil to them now having children. So right. I'm assuming That is correct. They got over the language gap, they ended up having the sex. And she made it to America, yeah. <laughs> and now their children are being taken away because they turned out to be shitty parents. Yes. Yes. Okay. They have yes. two kids, I believe. They have two kids. And they chose to I name... I a long jump. They chose to name those children Piero. What was the child's name? Pierre. Pierre. Mm, that's a choice. Pierre, and then I forget what the other one's name is. I think Ethan, but I don't know. How? Okay. I don't um, and so to make a long, tragic set and really kind of sad story short. Uh, so Karini only has like one day of visitation with her kids. Like they were like taken by CPS. Um, and keep in mind, Karini is only probably like 25 or 26. Yeah. Like, cause she met Paul when she was like young. Mm-hmm. Um, and so Paul doesn't have access to the kids at all, I don't think. And so it's just like a really interesting situation that I'm going to keep my eye on. But I really recommend that you go back and watch Paul and Karini's seasons because they are honestly some of the best TV that you're ever going to watch. They are. Clearly. Truly. Clearly, I have missed out. I jumped on the 90-day train them. too late. I Okay. Okay. It's they were the late. first couple I remember seeing. And then and I didn't watch for a little bit. 
I thought it was crazy. Like that was the first season I ever saw. And this man was running into the woods. I was like, what is going on? And like that whole scene was so chaotic. And then I remember that was one of the first seasons I ever saw. And then I didn't watch for a little bit. And then Alexa got me back into it with um, the twins. Oh, the twins. I love how we call them that and no one else would know what that means. (laughs) (laughs) Listeners would know. Yeah, exactly. That's true. Okay. Um, Okay, so we can move on to our uh, couples recap. So this week we're going to start with Kim and Usman, a.k.a. Kim Bali and Soja Boy. So, Sarah... (laughs) Please fill us in. Um, I don't know why I keep hitting, getting hit with these like hard ass breaks where you guys drop like crazy shit and then I have to follow it by mediocrity. Um, but here we go. <laughs> I don't know. Like I don't know how to top that. So I'm a, I'm just going to say the quick synopsis for Kim and Usman this week or Kimbali and Usman. Uh, so we see her going back to the room and then talking about the future of the relationship. Usman begins debating if they should even be in a relationship anymore. We're seeing a little bit of a Bilal vibe come out here, like kind of making her apologize for him being shitty. Seemingly, it seems like she doesn't want to break up because like, and she even uses this quote, like she's invested so much financially and time, which is like psychology here, like a really great example of a sunk cost fallacy because she's kind of justifying staying in the relationship because of how much she's already has in it not because like actual love or feelings are there um then she apologizes to him um which doesn't make sense but there is this concern he commonly tells her what like he like what he thinks she wants to hear which is not really the truth and that's kind of like something we keep seeing time and time again in this relationship um but they end up making up uh kimbali uh, you know she apologizes and then he kind of makes this like low level threat and says like we we will see how you act at my birthday party tonight and then based on how you act there i will determine if you are allowed to go visit my parents the next day um but i will say that's the good synopsis of what happened i think the most juiciest and the best part about this and and the soul crushing thing is that you guys didn't get to hear our episode last week where we played a pretty great guess the game of what liquid she threw on Usman during the conversation. And this week, it was said out loud. So at first, Usman says she threw milk on him. And we all guessed milkshake, right? But then later on, Kim, maybe a language translation, she says it was indeed a milkshake, which means we were right. And the chunky substance caught in Usman's hair was indeed a dairy delight, which then raises so many more questions <laughs> because why was she drinking a milkshake while the friend it was like 10 p.m at night and the friend was clearly having an alcoholic beverage well i just want to speak for all milkshake lovers um you know if you've never got like if you've never looked at your significant other gotten in the car at like nine o'clock at night and gotten a milkshake like i don't want it um so right. i'm just gonna like out myself Okay, for lactose intolerant people, I'm going to say fuck no. That literally sounds like I'm going to be up on the toilet all night. I mean, I'm sorry for you, but it's still worth it. Like I will for if I have a milkshake, I will for sure be on the toilet, but I'm like that is not going to stop me one bit. So honestly, the fact that we found out that it was a milkshake kind of was offensive because like that's milkshake abuse. Like why would like 
<laughs> like why why the milkshake it was right, it is just wasteful you know like it, it yeah it's, it's just wasteful and like I really like I again like I have a problem with somebody who just like like my favorite milkshake is like Chick-fil-a with the Oreos in it oh mm-hmm. so tasty and it's like and I can just picture Kimberly just wasting a perfectly good milkshake and I'm mad I'm angry about it it was see for me the thing that really bothers me about the whole thing is like no matter who's right or wrong, it's just, like, I just hate the throwing of drinks, like, so much. Like, that's just one of those things that gets under my skin. Like, I don't like when people spit or throw drinks. Mm. Like, I just feel like that's Have super disrespectful. Have we just recovered a trauma? And, Osmari, has someone thrown a drink on you before? Never. Never. <gasps> okay. I, no, I, never. I wanted there to be something <laughs> But I just there. don't like that. I don't know. I love it. I live for it. It's so just cringy to we me. We should throw more a drink. drink or spitting on someone. I think it's gross. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and like spitting on someone, like we're not pumpkin, you know? Right. Yeah, that's what I always think of pumpkin every time. <laughs> Icon. <laughs> but, like, we're better than that. <laughs> exactly. And Sarah, like, you had also mentioned how, like, she said she's invested so much time. And, like, a quote that I, like, I remembered from the show is she says, the past two years, I have made you my whole life. Mm. But she's putting herself in that position, you know? Like, and I think it's definitely kind of what we saw with Angela in that one scene where she said Michael's lived his whole life and she's, like, older so he could find someone. I think that's exactly how Kim feels, that she's older and she's not going to meet anyone. But I feel like if you have that mentality and just keep wasting your time with these men, then you're not going to meet anybody. Right. Right. And it's like, why are they trying to go for these, like, young, bored men? Like, I feel like, like, that's a part of, like, the power dynamic. And it's just... It's frustrating because, like, if you really wanted somebody, Kim, there's somebody in in your town for you. I bet. Like, you know, like maybe a a divorcee or something. Like, there's somebody out there. She just doesn't want to look in a place where she has to be a reciprocal partner. At least that's my my view. Or they want eye candy, too. In their eyes. Their eyes. I think, though, (laughs) and and I will say, while we're kind of talking about her being vulnerable, right? So, obviously, I have a soft spot for this couple – but I actually really, really liked, there was a part this week that kind of made me just just cry a little bit. And I know you guys all caught it. It was when Kimberly kind of sits there and she's really, you know, being really vulnerable with him. And she says, one of the reasons I'm getting so emotional about this topic of the second wife is because it kills me that I can't give you a baby. Right. And she says, I, I'm not in that journey of my, like that part of my mm-hmm. life journey anymore. And mm-hmm. she kind of mentions that to him. And I, and I know that that guilt of that is probably a lot of her motivation for even thinking she would be okay with this. Um, so that just kind of made me, you know, that part just kind of made me just want to just cry for her a little bit. And yeah, I, do we remember, cause I, I don't remember, but do we remember when it was Soja Boy, AKA Usman and baby girl, Lisa, like was that conversation about kids a central part of their relationship because I feel like it wasn't and there's definitely no way that baby girl Lisa could give him a child either so you're right and I feel like it wasn't an integral part of their story it was I remember correctly. it was um really it, was it it was but it's because it wasn't part of he never mentioned a second wife but he did on multiple occasions mm. mention her having children because I remember that was a pretty pivotal episode where she had to like sit him down and explain how women anatomy works. 
because she had to say like I can't have children and it was like a pretty weird episode I specifically remember that because she did it while they were in Africa no Mm. okay okay interesting so the desire for children on his end has been there for a while um it's not really that I, I so that's not the shocking part I think it's just he the way he's going about it is wrong in every single way possible and like clearly she's very vulnerable and she doesn't want it the way he wants it um which is obviously if it did end up happening like that everyone's gonna be hurt them including the child so it's not gonna work out but she brings it up on multiple occasions that he keeps tell. what's frustrating her so much is that he keeps telling her what exactly what she wants to hear to make her happy. And she's like, no, like I need to get all the facts. I need to know what the hell is going on, especially if I'm going to be in another country. So, and she says that a couple times this episode, like he's just telling me what I want to hear. You're just telling me what I want to hear. So he's just, I don't know. I feel like, He's just trying to make it seem like all smooth sailing, but it's like, you have to be honest with her, especially if this isn't part of her culture. And she says that too, that this is something that is new to her and Mm -hmm. that's not what she's used to. So he has to be a little sensitive to that at least. Yeah. Um, And I think that that was, you know, that was what we saw last week was just that he was, he's kind of telling her what she wants to hear when they're alone. But in front of the friend was the first time that that veil was kind of lifted, you know, over her eyes, which again, led to the drink. Um, But yeah, I mean, that's just kind of where we left it. It wasn't, you know, just too much. I mean, they ended on a good note. I think that we're going to ramp up next week. We're going to see how it goes at the birthday party. And hopefully that leads to them going to Sokoto um, and meeting the rents. So I'm hoping that happens, but I think that that's a pretty, pretty decent place to kind of end them. And I will pass it over to Alexa, who actually has a little bit of a more spicy story for us. So now we'll transition into Angela and Michael, um, another, you know, American woman with a Nigerian man. So this week, uh, Angela and her friend Renee, which we meet Renee for the first time, uh, they're preparing to go to Nigeria to confront Michael. And we find out that Angela and Renee actually met while they were illegally smoking in a bathroom. And- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, very classy. Wait, wasn't it uh, and in they an paid airport? off the bathroom. Wasn't it in an airport? I believe so. It the airport. It, that makes it so much worse. Um, I think it makes it better. <laughs> well, better in some aspects, but worse as far as like the legality of it, you know? Um, so yes, she paid, they paid off the bathroom attendant and bonded over a cigarette in the, in the, uh, in the airport restroom. I'm not sure if Angela was on one of her trips to see my Michael at that point. I, who knows? Um, we also uh, hear Angela drop a major bombshell that Michael is unaware that she's coming to Nigeria. And uh, she says a very iconic line. She says, surprise, motherfucker. And I absolutely love <laughs> it. Um, and it's definitely going to be a surprise for Michael. Um, so also we see uh, while Angela and Renee are preparing to leave the airport, Angela whips out this book about Nigerian marriage laws. Um, not sure where <laughs> she got this book. I don't know if it's... <laughs> 
I don't know if they issue it to you when you get married in Nigeria or if it's something that she just bought on her own. Uh, but she whips out, whips out the book and uh, says that according to the, the law in Nigeria, she legally owns everything that Mackle owns in Nigeria. Um, so I guess I think she was saying this to say that she's going to go there and like, I don't know if, if things don't work out, she's going to like take what's hers or take his phone. I don't really know. Uh, but I think this ex explains uh, why, you know, we've been seeing this teaser of her uh, going and taking uh, his car apart piece by piece, because I guess legally she owns his car as well because they're married. Um, so then finally, <laughs> um, Angela and Renee get on the airplane and very surprisingly, Angela is wearing a mask on the airplane, um, which I don't know if you guys noticed this and were also surprised by it. Uh, but I'm pretty sure, and I don't know if it was because of a mask issue or if it was something else, but there was definitely a video of Angela, like, causing a scene on an airplane. And I don't know if it was because of the mask. Does anybody remember this? I feel like I remember this, but I don't remember why she was causing a scene. I think it was a mask, but I don't know. But clearly she's oh, not over that, I guess, uh, thankfully. So, uh, yeah, thoughts. What's what are what are you guys thinking about I, Angela and Michael this I'm week? just upset because you mentioned the mask, right? Which was iconic. It was rainbow. Yeah. I mean, gay pride. Shocking from what? Angela, right? But and you sequence. you missed the Americana mm -hmm. cap that was gifted to her before they left the house. I mean, the amount of Americana. Yes. I, I I could go on a rant um, about her interior design choices. But the suitcases, the Americana suitcases, the Americana cap, we still had the Americana nails. Yeah. I mean, I think at one point in the episode, yeah. she referred to America as the mother country. I mean, yes, <laughs> that was very problematic because as we know, she did not descend from Native Americans, but she did not and she she's not native american descent and on top of that on top of that um you know if that's the soapbox we're standing on here at k1 queens on top of that she also i i think she just like every single thing she said was so wrong and like i just know she calls herself a patriot like i know she sleeps and i going i'm a patriot oh, yeah. and i love <laughs> this country right like i i'm you know i know that ugh, and it irks me but this is what i want to know more or less right we meet renee and renee says they've mm -hmm. been friends for about a year was it ever really explicitly said why Renee was paying thousands of dollars to go on this trip with Angela other than their friends? Well, I'm going to make sure to say that TLC paid for Renee to go. That's what I'm thinking, okay. too. 100%. So that she wouldn't go by herself. Yeah, because they, they need that that uh, that dynamic with, with the friends because it's just another... Um, I don't want to call her trashy, but maybe not so classy, you know, Southern woman that we can all enjoy on the big screen. Can I say something? Mm -hmm. I'm a little surprised that Renee is like, like, Angela has a black friend. I was, yeah. I'm I was so glad someone said it. <laughs> like, and she was like full 
a Trumper, and this was after George Floyd, so like I just have to wonder about Renee's politics. I, I know we're not a political podcast, but it's just very interesting. Interesting. I love how we're yeah. all beating around the bush like fuck, right? Because there's so much shit we clearly want to say. But I, I just, okay, so TLC definitely paid, but honest to God, I was so upset it wasn't Angela's daughter. Like, do you know what I would pay to see more of her oh going God. to Africa? Oh, my God. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I want Skyla in Nigeria. Do it now. Skyla has too many damn kids to be gone in Nigeria. I was going to say because of the kids, and she probably wouldn't go. Skyla is not going to put herself into that mess. She's yeah. not going to do it. She's better than that. Sam, did you know that her other daughter is like a registered sex offender? <gasps> what? I didn't even know that she had another daughter. <laughs> oh my god, you guys didn't know? Th- okay, okay. No? Okay. Oh. So, <laughs> alright, so the T is... Angela's, and I think it's her older daughter. Let me get her name. Hold on. Okay. Uh, but oh yeah, God. she is a registered sex offender because I believe she had a relationship with like a young boy. Uh, like it was like it was not good, and so that's why she's not. Oh and it's her daughter Scotty. Is the, Scotty and Skyla? And then she was. Yes, and it's so Scotty. Yeah, she served a 15 month sentence on child molestation charges. <gasps> Oh my god. Sorry guys, I should have put like a trigger warning before. I was gonna say trigger warning. Trigger warning. Well y'all, it's not much of a warning if she's already said the shit. Exactly. That's why I said late. (laughs) Maybe I can add it in later. Sorry guys. Um but yeah, no, so like so like not not a great uh a, a great family history so, there so i also I, you know i thought it was my duty to report on that yeah i want to jump back wow. though i want to jump back because we made the comment right you see my arm right i'm positioning to say something bad we made the comment we're shocked that she has a black friend right i'm gonna say we we should honestly do like a venn diagram of baby girl lisa and angela because those are some red-blooded women and the men that they picked where it doesn't make sense on their political ranges. And I'm not saying that they are inherently racist, but it is kind of weird. And do I think that if Angela and Michael Michael were to split, that Angela would not go down a baby girl Lisa route and say some pretty vile racist things? Mm-hmm. Because I definitely think they would leave her mouth. Agreed. Oh, definitely. Well, uh, I don't know. Because, you know, I was actually, I was thinking... I was thinking this as well while I was watching the episode and I was also reminiscing to baby girl Lisa and I was thinking, you know, would Angela do that? But we also have to remember that Angela has mixed grandchildren. That's true. So Mm, I don't know. I don't think she would do it. But also, I don't think she would do it on camera, to be honest. Well, no, not did, camera, because but... of what she's seen baby girl Lisa go through. So I don't think she's that stupid. Yeah, but why is it? Okay, so why is it that the only women of this franchise we have seen go to Africa to meet these men? I guess, well, I guess it's not Kim, because I don't think Kim's like that. But Kim has, wait, Kim has a mixed no. kid, too. So clearly, there's something like, because all these women have something in common. Like and if it's not red bloodedness, right. it is past partners of color, which is not really a it's not like a thing. But it's just kinda interesting, I think, the baby girl Lisa Angela dynamic that they would both kind of go a very, very similar route. Like both of them had histories of smoking. I mean, there's a lot that just there's a lot too many similarities, mm-hmm. but 
Um, yeah, I could go on. I could go on about that. We also we also didn't acknowledge. Um, I mean, Sarah said you know a comment about Angela's interior design choices, but we didn't specify. <laughs> um, so you know, some things that I noticed was the uh, I think it was a tapestry of some sort. I don't think it was wallpaper. I think it was a tapestry um, of a beach scene. It wasn't was a tapestry. Strange. That was that was a it was plastic. Wallpaper? That was no no no. That was a plastic sheet. Girl, I oh, no. I paused the television. Okay, for the <laughs> listeners, for the listeners, I am a bit of an amateur interior design aficionado, right? So I was so disturbed when they showed the inside of this woman's house. I paused the television. I went back not once, not twice, but three different times because she has seemingly a stone fireplace from the 18, 1980s, whatever, has not been cleaned with a plastic sheet depicting a beach scene taped crudely to the edges of the stone. I don't even have words. Yeah, and, and the fact that the home is located in, you know, bumfuck Georgia, it's just really weird. Um, and also on the other, there was, I believe there were some string lights happening. Um, there was also this picture of a tiger um, that was interesting on the other wall. Um, a lot of American flag things just, yeah, really all over the place. Um, but I guess not really out of character. Um, no, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, um, I think I was so, that it was a tiger and not a bald eagle because honestly, where's the pride there? Like that's not very yeah. that's not camp of you, Angela. No. Honestly, she should have had a liger. Like a lion and tiger cross, you know, like from Napoleon Dynamite. Yeah. Honestly, I'm kind of surprised that she didn't have this little statue that my grandmother had in her house and probably still has. Um, so it <laughs> It is a statue of, and I don't know if I should say trigger warning here or not, um, but I guess trigger warning is a statue of the Twin Towers. Um, and and it has, um, Gasp. And it has an eagle. There's an has eagle. a what? An eagle. The eagle is like flying okay. around the Twin Towers and it lights up. And it just, when I was looking at Angela's house, I thought that was the one piece that was missing. So, oh my god. Why does Yaya have a bald eagle 9-11 memorabilia piece? I, I have a lot of questions. I don't know. Um because Yaya is a patriot. Um for those, <laughs> for those that don't know, Yaya is from Thailand and she actually moved back to Thailand recently. Um and I have a strong feeling that the 9-11 um statue came with her to Thailand. Um <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I all I know is that she bought it um, for off of like I don't know if it was QVC or it was like one of those uh, things where it was you know like a televised thing and she saw it and had oh to have God. it and it was like way too much. Like she spent way too much money on it. It was like because the thing's like maybe this tall and you know plastic 
and it lights up, but like it's plus. Okay. Honestly, and that's I, like a foot tall and like, you know. The more you describe yeah. it, the worse it sounds. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure she <laughs> paid like $75 for it at least. Oh my so, God. You know, it's like one of those, uh, like the jewelry channels that sell like the real jewels, like on the late right. night commercials. Right. Yeah. It's right, like right, one right. of those. Or like the coin collections. Right. Yeah. So a um, little, <laughs> a little bit of a tangent there, but I would not be surprised if Angela also owned that um, beautiful piece of art. Um, okay. So I think we can wrap up with Mako and Angela. Um Excited to see her trip to Nigeria and excited to see, you know, the the dynamic with Michael, Angela, and Miss Renee. And I hope that Miss <laughs> I, I hope I think that Miss Renee is meant to kind of um, act as a buffer, but I between Angela and Michael, but I hope that she just ignites the flame and causes more drama. I really well, she that. was in the promo. You hear her knocking, she's like, Michael, she's pulling your car apart. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so can't I can't wait, wait for that. <sighs> the can't TLC wait. keeps teasing us with that one, but. Um, but yeah, so we can uh, we can move on to Big and Liz. <laughs> so Asmari, tell us what happened with them this week. So this was a little bit of an eventful, <laughs> cringy week with Ed and Liz. So first, we start off with Liz fucking getting it at this dance class with her friend Alex. I was shocked. I was like, okay, girl. Like she, I'm like inspired to want to take one of those. So (laughs) that was fun to see her there. So if you guys don't remember, well, we weren't here last week, but Alex is her friend that Ed was taking pictures of in the previous episode, if you saw that um, episode last week. And just while she's talking to her friend Alex, you can just hear the insecurity in Liz's voice and just how not confident she feels in her relationship with Ed. And she just feels like he doesn't want to see her grow and succeed. And she even says that Ed is so insecure and... um, so insecure with himself and it comes off bossy and controlling and she says that he'll even go through past photos of liz and asks her if she has ever thought about going back to that size and i would literally fucking stab a man if he ever said that to me so i cannot wait to hear your guys' thoughts about that one but yeah that's i feel like that's something i say and almost every time we talk about ed and liz is just how insecure she sounds like in her confessionals and just everything she says like you can I I don't know I just feel like she's really hurting and I feel like she's obviously settling and she's going through a lot so I don't I don't know what's gonna happen with her (laughs) um and she's also saying how Ed doesn't ever really check in when she's doing um anything that's workout related but if she's not doing things that are workout related he wants to know where she's at who she's with when she's coming home so like you can just see how he's just trying to control her and that makes her feel even more insecure because she even says that she's never felt like that with her body image ever before but she like sees the kinds of girls that ed has tried to go for before which is so sad to just even hear her say that because i couldn't even imagine being in that um position but yeah so that was happening at the beginning of the episode and then there was a scene where Ed was in the kitchen and I completely forgot that he had a fucking tattoo of his face on his leg. <laughs> I don't know if you guys noticed that. He literally has a tattoo of himself on his fucking leg. So 
that made me laugh. I like paused the TV and I went back because I was like, no, there's no way. And it's, yeah, it's interesting. Um, and so he's kind of talking about when they go to him, he's talking about how he really wants his mom and his daughter to go to the engagement party, but he's not sure if they're actually going to come. Um, and that he calls his mom. She doesn't answer. And then we get to the most interesting part of the episode um, when with them. Most disturbing. Where they go on. Most disturbing, most interesting, most cringe, most made me almost <laughs> fucking throw up. <laughs> when they started, they went on a date. I thought they were just going on a regular schmegler date. And they do a role play. <laughs> and he basically what Liz says is that she tries to see it because she's thinking, oh, like, I want to know why Ed has been single for the last 30 years. So I sit sit down and I have him pick me up. And if I don't like it, then I make him go away and come back and redo it. And that was so fucking cringe. Like everything he was saying, like, first of all, they had different names. Like he was Clyde. She was Stella. And it was just so awkward. And I don't know if you guys remember some of the things that he was saying. <laughs> um, I do. And specifically, he said, my name is Slide with a Y because I slide into your DMs. And I wanted to, like, I felt like I felt myself dry up in that moment. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was just gross. I'm like, Ed. And here's my thing. I feel like young, this is a hot take. And so I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to preface this with this is a hot take. But younger Ed, when he was like buff and stuff, was not unattractive. And I You're right, like, Kaya. That's <laughs> a hot take. I like this face. That is a hot ass take. That take, is, a hot take. that take is on fucking fire, Kaya. <laughs> I will say he was more attractive than he is now, but he's not attractive. Yeah. I will say that. All right, all right. I'm gonna I'm gonna go against the grain. I'm gonna say if I had to rate him on a scale of one to ten, young Ed, four and a half out of ten. Okay. Like after like if I oh down, no 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 bitch how many bitch, shots bitch you are backtracking because we all know if we hadn't called your shit you could have said a fucking eight. I already know it. No, absolutely not. No, the highest I was gonna go was a six out of ten. But listen, I just I feel like he wasn't. Horrible looking. I don't know, guys. Can we like? Can I pull up a picture of young Ed and we can post it on Instagram and do a poll? Because yeah. I feel like I want to be validated in my my hottest of hot takes. But like, I also think Stanley Tucci is like fine as hell. Stanley so, Tucci is fine, but Stanley Tucci no. Stanley Tucci makes Negronis yeah. all the time. We're not comparing. That is apples and fucking oranges. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just gonna say this. Okay. See, I we all know I fucking hate Ed. Everyone fucking hates Ed. But Osmar, you made a good point because you made the comment he has the fucking tattoo on his leg. But within the same ass scene, he goes over to his laptop where we also see his damn face. If you want to talk about narcissism, <laughs> his, his photo is in the fucking dictionary next to the word. But going even further, you you asked. What were some of the other lines that he said? Well, I remembered them because they were all so cringy and dad joke like. One of them was, Oh, do you believe in full love at first sight or do I need to walk by again? Wanted to kill myself. Ew. Gagged a little bit. I believe, uh, uh, I think that was the one that absolutely killed me. I'm trying to think of what one of the other ones was. Alexa, do you remember any of them? Um, I think he said, 
So usually the pickup line is, um, our, what is it? Yes, because uh, he got them like, all wrong. Yeah, they were. The angel one. One of them was the angel. Like, did you fall from heaven or something? Yeah, it's usually like something like, oh, you know, are you hurting or or did it? Oh, it's usually, you usually just say, did it hurt? And then the woman or whoever says, you know, what? Like, when? What are you talking about? And then you say, when you fell from heaven, right? That's usually the, the line. And he said something like, are you okay or something? And she was like, <laughs> like it was, he butchered it. Um, and like, what was it that she kept saying? I can't remember. Was she, did she say like, get out or like leave? I forget. But, like, the tone in her voice says, was just like, she said, get lost. And I specifically remember that because I said, girl, practice that. Say it again, but in real time and find a decent <laughs> man. <laughs> And mean it. <laughs> oh my god, that was that was something else. Just and then my favorite was when they finally sat down and they were like, "Cheers, bitch!" And I was like, "I, I like okay. that." So, <laughs> that was kind of cute. Wanna, like within the relationship. I want to say this though, and this was one of my quotes of the fucking night, and you didn't mention it, which is killing me. In Ed's little one-off interview, he says, because they're on, like, the play date, right? He says, we like to do this, like, role play, whatever. He says, because if I had to date me, I wouldn't. And I was like, that Um, was the fucking line, mm -hmm. Ed, because at least you have a little bit of self-awareness of knowing just how big of a piece of shit you are. Yeah. (laughs) For real. But I just wanted to end it on two um, things towards the end um, that ends off, like, their time in the episode and it's like Liz is just will you can just see it how Liz is willing to work so hard on the relationship just because of how much she loves him and I don't know I, I need to know like did he do some brujeria on her for those of you who don't know what that is some voodoo like something because for this woman to fall so hard for him after everything he's done to her and put her through and like clearly you could see the agony she's in and how much she's hurting it's just unbelievable to me that she's willing to work so hard but he says that he feels like he's changed a lot in the past (laughs) year and he even said that liz has been the hardest but the most wonderful thing of his life no 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 but you're missing the part they might not get married but i don't know you're missing the part where he says oh we've made all these improvements and then she says actually we're still working on those no we didn't and he's like shocked because i'm like how bad is your relationship that you're not even on the same page same page at all it's bad but oh god i really can't wait for the tell all for these two like these this is definitely the one couple that i'm like are y'all gonna get fucking married um i think they might i feel like it might be like a shida and boal situation where they ended up getting married but like it's just not good and i feel like they might end up getting married. Well, but they, they but don't. at least, at least for them, you know, they're not dealing with the whole visa thing, you know, because mm-hmm. if we recall, you know, though it is 90 day fiance, you know, this is right. That, you know, Ed was on the show because of Rose and now he's with Liz and Liz, you know, um, I'm assuming is a, is a citizen. So they're not on that same kind of timeline. So who knows? Maybe, I mean, it's probably, it's for the best because they're a wreck. So if there was also the visa thing on top of all of it, pressuring them to, you know, stay together, get married. Right. Um, But okay. So 
I think we can wrap up with Liz and Ed and move on to Elizabeth and Andre, um, which honestly, we mostly um, saw Megan and Charlie this week, but (laughs) um, so we, we uh, open the episode, Libby and her sisters are at the dance studio um, watching, uh, I think it was, which, which sister's kid was it again? So Um, I I did a little bit of digging okay. because there was like a a mixed child, you know, there and we we just wanted to confirm, you know, which one of the sisters, um, you know, was with a black man. So it turns out it was sister Jen's kid. Jen, okay. We want to know on this podcast, we want to be factual in our statements. So sister Jen used to be married to Orlando Davis. Okay. Um, reportedly met her ex-husband while interning at the radio station that I guess he was. Wait, hold, hold. Okay, I was gonna say you um, said Orlando Davis. Like this is a household name. Should we know who this is? Like this is like a very like local. I think I'm like, like Orlando D, like DJ. I was thinking like, you're supposed to know who the fuck that is. No, no, no. I was like, no. what the fuck? <laughs> You're like, who is he? No, he's just a radio personality, like in Orlando. He's said to have interviewed uh, a few, like maybe like C-list celebrities, um, but yeah, nothing crazy. So I guess like they are divorced. Um, okay. So 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 yeah. So so we were we were at Jen's daughter's uh, dance practice, which was kind of mm-hmm. odd. Uh, it was just you know the 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 girl the dance teacher and then the three of them were sitting there in in like lawn chairs it was really weird um and clearly a you know tlc uh stage situation but we love that um, right. so you could tell that the teacher was like okay let's yeah, go to the next room yeah, like, <laughs> like why the fuck did you make me a part of this <laughs> right she was like can i please not um so so yeah so they uh the sisters are sitting in their lawn chairs in the dance studio um, and surprisingly, um, the Tampa Kardashians, um, aka Libby um, <laughs> say that they think that Andre and Libby are isolating themselves from the family and that they really need to just put their differences aside with Charlie and attend the mom's birthday party, which was interesting because they definitely flipped the script because before they were saying that they were on Andre and Libby's side with the whole Charlie thing and now they're you know, causing drama, surprise, surprise. And now they're saying that, I don't think they're on Charlie's side, but they're just saying, you know, they need to still go to the mom's birthday party. Um, so, you know, Libby says that she refuses to go to the party until things are resolved with Charlie. Um, she then goes home and discusses the situation with Andre. And of course, Andre says that he doesn't care, doesn't give a shit about Charlie or the mom. And refuses to go to the birthday party. So that wasn't shocking. But the highlight of the episode for me was that we got to see Megan and Charlie for the first time this season. And they are definitely in their villain era, uh, which we love to see. We love love when TLC villainizes some of the characters. Um, So uh, Charlie, you know, has a gold chain on and like pastel colors and his hair is all spiked up. Definitely is not sober, um, and he really <laughs> – he honestly looked like a Coke dealer, um, which was very, like, I don't know. He but like a shitty Coke maybe. dealer. Like a shitty Coke dealer? Yeah, no, not a good yeah. yeah, that would be like a no, large, no, like, not, 
Yeah. Yeah, like, and he like looks- I'll say it. He looks skinnier too. I'm just gonna put it out there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he he like, definitely Charlie. He looked like a Tampa Coke dealer, not a Miami Coke dealer, and it just wasn't. <laughs> Um, Can I ask you what the difference is between a Miami dealer and a Tampa dealer? I'm not, I'm not, I, this, so I, would I mean, I, I, I just, you know, I said that jokingly. I don't know. Maybe they have good, I know, know the Coke difference. Dealers in Tampa, but... What's yeah. the difference? The difference is that a Miami Coke dealer would also know Spanish. Charlie True. doesn't know That's Spanish. Um, and very scammy and very scammy. I, I was, I'm, I'm exactly. completely making a joke. No, but, um, but it is true. Um, but, you know, Charlie just, he looks like a bottom of a barrel Coke dealer. He looks like someone that would give you Coke and really it's just baby powder with like a couple of, you know, sprinkles of Coke in there. Um, but we also got to see uh, Megan is still on her foot finder, OnlyFans grind. Uh, which was absolutely hilarious to see. We saw that Charlie uh, was being a supportive king, taking her photos for her. We, you know, I don't know if that was, well, I do know that TLC, you know, told him to do that. Um, But hopefully he is a supportive partner in that and supports her sex work. We love to see that. Um, Megan also claims that she made 70K from OnlyFans last year. So that was impressive. Um, and she said that she's doing, I think she mentioned like, she also has another job, but she said like working from home and doing this on the side. So if 70 K is your, you know, side hustle, that's pretty good. Um, she also makes a hilarious comment that she makes more money on OnlyFans than she ever did working for Charlie's family. So that was definitely a slight to daddy Chuck. Um, (laughs) Megan and Charlie, of course, deny Charlie's drinking problem. Um, (laughs) And uh, Charlie says, I think my favorite quote of the episode, um, he says, you know, I got rowdy at the wedding talking about Andre and Libby's wedding um, in Moldova. He goes, I got rowdy at the wedding. I mean, who doesn't? But (laughs) (laughs) the man literally was so blacked out that he cussed out everyone and the bride and groom. Um, and like, thankfully for Andre and Libby, I think like most of the people there probably didn't speak English. Um, and, you know, of course, Charlie only speaks English. So he was cussing them out in English. But either way, it was traumatic and horrible and definitely something that someone with, um, you know, an alcohol problem would do um, and not a you know normal person. Um, so, yeah. So what do we think? Um, I think that's pretty much everything that happened with them. So thoughts, I, have a, I have a question. Comments. Does Charlie and Megan have children? Yes, it seems to yes. do, which is concerning. Okay. They show up with a child, I think, to the party. Okay, yes, yeah. they do. So it, it is concerning for a lot of levels, but I will say this. I just think the dynamic that TLC gave them this episode of, like, them, like, vibing in the house together just, like, feeding off each other like talking shit about everybody while like denying all their problems <laughs> iconic behavior yeah. like it's like two love toxic that. people just feeding off each other amazing i just love that so toxic so toxic also <laughs> um <laughs> i just remembered that um in the uh the dance studio scene 
they the uh, Tampa Kardashians are talking about the situation with Charlie and Andre. And <laughs> I think, I don't remember who said it, but one of them was like, I mean, were you at the barbecue last year? <laughs> Referring <laughs> and, then they're like, and then they're like, when Andre and Charlie were fighting and then we almost had to fight Megan and I was dying. <laughs> I, I just was really upset that that didn't happen. Like, I would have absolutely loved to see the Tampa Kardashians jump Megan while uh, Charlie and Andre were on the ground fighting. Like, that just would have made it so much more chaotic and incredible. And maybe we'll get to see that this season. Maybe that they were alluding to that, and it'll come to, to fruition. I really hope it does. So, well, it's funny that you even bring that up. Oh, sorry, Sarah. I was, okay, so <laughs> I was just gonna say quickly. You go, you go. <laughs> right. I was just gonna say that same exact scene you said when him and Megan were talking. He even said himself, "When have I, when have I ever gotten drunk and fought other people?" And I'm just like, <laughs> the barbecue. Like, what? <laughs> like he said that himself. Like those words came out of him. I'm like, and okay, was no one there? He also was trying to fight Andre in Moldova, like, multiple times when he was drunk, so. But he's never done that, apparently. Right. Sorry, Sarah, No, I mean, clearly, <laughs> clearly Charlie has some self-reflection issues, but there was a quote from the dance studio scene that you're not hitting on that was literally game-changing to me. And it was when Jen and Libby are talking, and Libby says, I don't want to go to the barbecue in case there's a fight. Because it might affect Andre's uh, status, right? It might prevent him from getting his green card. And Jen says, in the cuntiest of ways, hopefully he gets sent back. And those words... (sighs) That was fucked up. Like, the fact that those A came out of her mouth, B... Olivia is sitting there flexing her little marmot pouch and like she gets told that oh. I died, right? But I think it's the fact that <laughs> Jen said it A with her whole fucking chest and like it basically kind of went unchecked a little bit. Like, yes, Libby was like, do you understand how shitty that is? But I think that this is TLC's really, really great way to foreshadow because we're starting to see that Andre's having some issues. Someone in the family told the lawyer, is this foreshadowing that it was one of the evil right. stepsisters? Whoa. Maybe. I thought it was going to be Charlie, maybe Charlie that said something. But maybe- or maybe Charlie and the sisters. They, yeah, maybe it was maybe they're in They have footage. They do. They have footage. They'll <laughs> be like, we can roll the tapes. Here you go, immigration office. Yeah. So, I don't know. I just that that also I absolutely oh I'm sorry. I don't know I, what's um, going I just on. Want to say. Okay, I'm done. You got it. <laughs> Do you guys want to talk about Jimmy and Submit? Well we have a fun um, game yes. we're gonna play. Okay. okay, let's play the game. Um okay, so so the game is um it's going to be, you know, like, okay, so if you guys know the meme, right, of the guy sitting, and we'll post this on Instagram for everyone's reference, but I'm sure you know, um, the guy sitting at the table, 
Um, and it's like, you know, you have some, you know, strong opinion on something and he's saying, you know, convince me otherwise. Right. So, right. Um, we are going to have this as a segment on the podcast. And so this week it will be, um, regarding an issue with Andre and Libby. So because I am the Andre and Libby expert, I will be the one that, uh, has the, you know, hot take that everyone else comments on, argues with, agrees with, whatever. So my hot take is that I believe that Andre and Libby should attend the mom's birthday party, um, though they are having, you know, the, the conflict with Charlie. However, my reasoning for this is not, you know, they need to go for the sake of the mother. No, no, no. The reasoning is, for the drama of it all. I knew you were going to say that. You just want to see them fight. I knew you were going to say that. We need to see the drama. We need Fizz to be flying. So that's my um, hot take. So you guys can try to convince me otherwise, but I don't think you will. I mean, I kind of like that take, though. <laughs> you know, unfortunately, like, I feel like I've been very consistent in, like, my need for drama. Um, but I mean, I guess I will say on the opposite end, you know, if Andre got deported, that would be bad for like, you know, his child. So that's like a, a, a nicer way for me to look at it. But I do really want to see like Charlie drunk and like kind of coked out and then like fighting with Andre, like, you know, who's also blacked out. Mm-hmm. I kind of want to see it. I think that's what we're going to get no matter what. Like, I feel like that's what's going to happen, even though they're trying to spin it, make it seem like they're not going to go. I feel like they are. But my thing is what I said a couple episodes ago is that I just don't like the mom kind of guilt tripping um, her children to be in uncomfortable situations. Like, Mm -hmm. I hate that. And I feel like even Libby said it herself that she feels like her mom has like chirped into her sister's ears and kind of like convinced them to go because of her and everything. And I don't like that, that the mom is like, just, I don't know, controlling them in that sense and like guilt tripping them. I think that's so, you're on, so you're on the team that they shouldn't go. Yeah, I don't think they should I, go. It's going to be bad. I mean, I, the drama in me wants them to go. <laughs> okay, well, the game is that we have to change her mind. So we're all supposed to be on this side. But I will, I'm will. i going to close it out as, the be- as like my argument, right? They shouldn't go because I am Team Andre, and I love how he is setting them apart and it is a form of elitism. And if they give in and they party with the masses, they become stoop to their level and Andre and Libby are better than that and that is why they should not go to the party did we change your mind no not even absolutely fine. not <laughs> they're, they're not better than that just because she has the Gucci Marmont belt bag she's not better than any of them um, honestly I think that makes it worse than them um, I personally am not a fan of the Marmont but you know hey, Alexa I, do you um, it sounds like you're saying like Gucci marmalade. Like what? What do you say in there? Gucci marmont, I believe, is how it's pronounced, yeah. right, Sarah? It is a marmont. It's, it's she was wearing a she was wearing a pouch that was a part of the Gucci marmont fabric, and I immediately noticed mm-hmm. it because I am who I am, and okay. I just died a little bit because it was such a slight flex. It's a flex, but then it's not because it's like the Marmot, of all the yeah. things that Gucci, the Marmot that Gucci is makes, the cheapest fabric that Gucci makes. 
yeah and it's very chuggy and it's just like yeah I, I mean so it's, they make, sorry so they only make like fabrics no well, it's like like purses and like belts and things no 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 it's it's a it's a like a purse belt thing but it's just a line it's a line of the gucci brand it's it's just yeah it's it's just a type of like uh gucci design like there's like the gucci that's like the you know the g's the double g's and like there's there's different like patterns and this specific pattern is just like the cheapest one and it's like kind of like it was a very trendy item and now it's like not and she's still wearing it and it's flexing it and it's just funny um but fascinating <laughs> I it's just it's crazy to me you didn't catch it because I swear to you the second it went to that scene it's the first fucking thing I picked up on I was like okay Libby trying to make yourself seen like it's just crazy that like that's where my mind went um but let let's go ahead and pass it over to Kaya to give us Jenny and submit all right so we open up with Mr. and Mrs. Summit um, after their honeymoon. Guys, <laughs> <laughs> they like the sex jokes. They really killed me because they were like, yeah, the headboard was banging against against the, the wall. And the true, true, true. When he went like that, I almost died. I was like, please stop. <laughs> and like, please. honestly, like the thought of Jenny's sex noises, like, because like her voice kind of reminds me of Goofy. So yeah. like, I just, I just like, it really, it's too much. It's too much, guys. So, oh my god so they're you know vibing on their honeymoon obviously they're having great sex i love that for them um uh, and so we see them like go ziplining jenny kind of conquers her fear which is actually pretty cute um but we do see kind of like the age difference come into play and i just have to wonder like jenny can't be ziplining when she's like fucking in her 70s can she so like i just don't know how this is go ahead alexa the guy said that the oldest lady that did it was like 89 or something yeah like 86 or 89 yeah that's true but i feel like jenny is like an old 63 you know what i mean um and so they do this like religious ceremony to honor to honor the ganges um and ask for their blessing for their new marriage which i thought was very beautiful until their boat uh crashed (laughs) which was also like i felt symbolic of the relationship right so i was like oh like so that's like so that's like a little bit of foreshadowing. I love Matt yeah. Sharp uh, productions for that because I feel like there's just some things that are so him and like just like filming the boat singing is one of them. Um, and then we kind of see them like talk about like whether or not they're going to go to America, um, which I don't know. I was kind of thinking about it because technically, if we're really thinking about like family dynamics and like losing his family, Samit's already lost them because they disowned him last episode. <laughs> so. Why would he, I guess, why, I guess, why would they stay around in India if, you know, he doesn't really have family ties there anymore? And then, like, I mean, let's be real. Like, I feel like we all know that Sumit's ultimate plan was to eventually get to the U.S., right? I mean, I love Sumit, but, like, to his core, he's a scammer, too. Like, I know that, I think that they love each other, but, like, he was a scammer. Like, he literally, he was in the call center and he scammed Jenny the first time and, you know, set, had different pictures, had a whole different story. And then did he did come clean. Um, but you know what I mean? So I, I feel like, honestly, I'm surprised that this is the first time that 
you know, over there. I mean, maybe it's not the first time, but it's the first time we're hearing over their relationship, the idea of going to the States. True. And I do want to say like, never forget Michael Jones um, with like the eight pack picture. And then she thought he was a guy from London. So I just, you know, I just want to like throw that history fact uh, (laughs) out there. Um, I like the fact that it worked. I think it did. I think that the line for me, and and she actually said this in the episode, right? Because Ginny and Samit are one of those couples that I caught off on. I I didn't see their original season, Mm -hmm. but I did. I took the time to catch up on them independently. And she made the comment when she moved to India, she didn't even take a phone. She left her family, all this stuff. And it led me to believe, oh my God, this, this woman, like this woman had no one in the States. I'm like, well, maybe she's older. Her parents died, whatever. But no, this woman has a daughter. Like this woman had people in America and she actually Mm -hmm. has family. And if he, I mean, I hate to be that guy, but has no more family. Why would they not go where she at least has family and you know it seems from a recent tiktok that perhaps they did because she was featured in her daughter's tiktoks dancing well i want to be devil's advocate here and i have to be once an episode i feel like he you know we've talked about how close he is to his family and maybe this is just part of indian culture just having that close family family dynamic so i think at least he maybe doesn't want to leave on bad blood and i think he's willing to kind of like fight back for his mother's love even though she was like you're done like you're disowned like you're uninvited to my funeral but (laughs) but I feel like he's really gonna try to fight for that but I think eventually like especially since we saw that TikTok today more than likely they um might be in the U.S. unless his her daughter went to go visit but we don't know no I think they're in the U.S. That would be really Maybe. interesting, and I would really want to see that played out uh, on TLC. So I really hope we can see that. But yeah, that's pretty much it for for their segment. We really don't see too much. Um, like I said, I think this storyline is probably going to pick up, hopefully, once they move to America. I don't think we'll see that this season. But, you know, there's a lot of episodes left. So I guess we'll see about Jenny and Submit. So I think I'm going to pass it off to Sarah, and we'll just talk about Jova and Joby and Yara. I kind of like Jova a little bit more. Um, okay, so this week, I, know. <laughs> I don't have Bilal to hate on this week. TLC did not give me the honor, so I got to hate on somebody. Jovi's getting it. <laughs> I, I mean, he's usually my number two, but he gets it all this week. So this week, it, it opens up. We're really just kind of seeing Yara deal with the Ukrainian situation and the weight of that. Do I think it was appropriate for TLC to film all this? Perhaps not. But there it is. Um, You see Jovi attempt to be supportive. Clearly, this is a new emotion for him. Um, But he gets really frustrated with Yara, which is what every sad person and sad woman wants, is her man to get frustrated when she shows emotion. But whatever. Then she says she wants to visit her family and friends while Jovi is at work. um, And he wants her to just wait an extra week so he can go back. Like, he can go with her because he's saying he has to go back to work, which does make sense a little bit um 
because I, I know that we had kind of said previously, like maybe Jovi got a new job. Doesn't seem like he had at this point. I think he mm-hmm. has since, but he's basically saying, I've got to go back to work. She's going to get her green card and while I'm gone. And she's going to immediately want to leave the States with their daughter to go to Ukraine to see her family and friends. And he's like asking her to say, I do see the logic in that. I really do. I, so I'm, I'm team Jovi on that. But throughout the episode, she's watching the news and she's like getting frustrated she's crying and he's like getting frustrated with her because she's she's not like um like she he she's not like attempting to like get her mind off of it which I was like bro like just let her feel these emotions um but one thing you know I I those two things again this is just where my mind goes. And Kaya, you're going to, you're, I'll probably, this will probably be my new thing because apparently the new thing to do on 90 Day Fiance is to fucking slight flex these bitches because Yara comes on her little, her little individual interview and she with the Hermes bracelet. And I know that bracelet because I've looked into that bracelet and she was like, I was wearing it too. Yes. So Asmari, we, Uh, Alexa, it's not, it's not Asmari. Alexa and I can be the design spotter. <laughs> Who was the other person that was wearing it? Was it one of the Tampa Kardashians? I didn't see that exact bracelet on Nina Moss, but probably, probably. But it, it was just a hilarious flex because then Yar makes the line. She says, well, if I can afford to buy expensive handbags, then I can afford to help my, like, family and friends, which was iconic, like, girl. She said, I can, I, she said, she said, if I can buy myself designer handbags, then I can pay for someone else's freedom. That is girl boss. What a patriot. Girl boss. <laughs> An icon. That's a patriot. Yeah. Um, but honest to God, that's really all we saw. I mean, it, there was more drama in the preview for next week than we saw really this week. The only other thing I really want to call everyone's attention to is, and this is like a fun little TLC thing, you guys. Like, I, maybe I just have eagle eyes and I'm spotting it, but... I have seen the inside of their apartment and I know what the color scheme was and when where Yara was sitting down on the couch behind her, there was two woven blankets. It was a yellow one and a blue one and the exact shades of the Ukrainian flag. In fact, they were even stacked blue on top, yellow on bottom and literally making the Ukrainian flag. So I was really kind of interested to see how that, oh. yeah, like how that works. But um, let's, let's kind of move forward. Um. Oh, I also I also wanted to mention that um, that I don't know if anyone else noticed, but as Yara was talking about her friends and family literally hiding like in bathtubs and having to go in underground shelters, like bomb shelters and stuff, Yovi. Jovi, wow, we really we're really messing up these names today. Um, Jovi <laughs> is pouring himself what appeared to be a glass of champagne, and I just thought it was so disrespectful. I mean, very you know on brand for for him, but just so so disrespectful um, <laughs> to be like drinking sort of a celebratory drink almost while she's saying these things. Um, I also it also made me mad that which Sarah kind of like touched on this uh that uh that 
while um you know yara was talking about like her you know her plan like wanting to bring her family to the u.s and you know help them like help them escape the war whatever jovi was like just kept saying stuff like oh you know we need to be logical about these things like we're gonna have to be supporting them blah 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 they're not gonna be able to work which like yes this is true like you know we you would have to really think those things through but and i think that this is just like a man versus woman like male female issue is just that like Yara like Jovi just needs to let Yara feel her feelings and process them like being you know like having your partner tell you like let's be logical which I think is a very like male thing at least my partner says that to me sometimes and it absolutely irks me it's like just let her have her feelings let her process like, yes, eventually you're going to have to, like, think through the logistics. But now is not the time for that. Like, just be supportive. Just tell her, you know, yes, we'll do whatever we can to bring them here. We'll figure it out. Everything will be okay. Like, it just, I don't know. That just, that really, like, struck a nerve for me. And I, and I think, like, all of us here have probably had the same experience as women. Just, like, you know, having, wanting to feel those feelings, which isn't a bad thing. And then having a man, oh. like, oh, let's, let's, you know not think with our feelings let's you know be logical it's just oh so it just irked me that he did that um so yeah we're just shitting on jovi this episode i guess because Bilal wasn't there but it's okay i will i mean i will be back i will be back next week and stronger than ever to shit on Bilal. i mean have no doubt ladies I, it, it will be there but i i will say i think that that i think that that pretty much subs them up i mean next week we'll have a lot more to talk about them um you know, I, it'll be more. I think a lot of this week was just kind of preparing for next week for a lot of these couples. But if we want, we can maybe wrap it up, go ahead and give a next week preview. Um, so I'll start with the couples I like to focus on. Um, so I have Kim and Usman. So again, we're seeing, uh, we see this quote from Usman that I'm really excited to play out in real life where they're clearly at the birthday party. Something fucking goes down to where Usman feels the need to blur out. He could have gotten lots of other women from all over the world. And basically, Kim is very lucky that he chose her. So I'm very excited to see that. And then, you know, with Yova. Yova. Oh, my God. That's the third fucking name for him tonight. <laughs> with Yova. Um, with Jovi and Yara, we do see um, them hanging out with Yara's friends. And we see, I think it was Adele. I think we get Adele back. And Adele iconically yeah. says, yeah. it's giving selfish. It's giving controlling. It's giving misogynistic. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Symphony with a C. <laughs> Oh, I can't wait to see them again. Um, I'll go ahead. I'll go ahead and just say also because I hate this man, and then I'll let you. And then I'll let you guys take over the rest of the previews. Bilal and Shida, they are meeting with a fertility specialist, and we all know the joke. It's all over Twitter and Reddit. But when the fertility, I just can't wait for them to walk in, and the fertility specialist says, "Bilal, I haven't seen you since the vasectomy. How have you been?" And I'm just so excited for that to be the conversation. <laughs> can't wait um so then for angela and michael angela and miss renee arrive in nigeria and show up to michael's house um angela has her weave back on um to see her man so i loved that i love seeing it swinging around um she we see her you know rip his car apart piece by piece 
been waiting all season to see that scene. So I cannot wait. There's a lot of yelling. There's a lot of a lot of chaos. And it just looks like it's going to be incredible. And I hope, I hope that we actually get to see it next week and that TLC isn't just teasing us and dragging it out for another episode. But we shall see. Um, and then for Elizabeth and Andre, uh, we see the uh, Libby's mom's birthday dinner, um, which she kept calling it a birthday party, and it really seems like a pretty low-key dinner, so I don't know. Um, it seems like all of the kids show up to the birthday party except for Libby and Andre, but we'll see if that's just, you know, TLC doing their editing thing for the drama. Um, Charlie and Megan show up. Seems like they have their kid with them. Um, so yeah, that's what that's what we're gonna see next week for my people. What about you, Kaya? Yeah, so we actually don't see anything for Jenny and Summit, so nothing there. Um, and then for Big Ed and Liz, really it just Ed getting interrogated by Liz's, <clears throat> excuse me, grandparents. So I'm kind of excited to see that just because I feel like he does need to be interrogated more about all of his life choices. Um, but yeah, so that's pretty much it on the previews. Um, so does anybody want to close us out? But I think that's pretty much it for today. I don't know how you want us to close it out, but I'll just say thanks for listening, bitches, and have a bitchin' week. <laughs> <laughs> See you next week. Follow us on all of our social medias. Um, again, it's the letter K the number one, and then Queens spelled K-W-E-E-N-S. Follow us. And uh, yeah, hopefully we're actually able to post this and catastrophe break <laughs> again like last week. Um, so yeah, I guess that's it. Thanks for listening. We love you. And we'll be here for you again. We love week. you. We love <laughs> Lexi, you're speaking. I mean, we love our listeners. At this point, our listeners are our husbands, so we do love Hey, them. Greg. <laughs> hope you're having a great day, babe. Okay. Akaya, cue the music. <laughs> <laughs>